1910, what a joy and a treat you have in store for you today. Pastor Randy Ayers, lead pastor at Cross Mountain Church in Leon Springs, is here today to bring the word of God. Pastor Randy is a dear friend of mine. He's been pastoring, leading for over 20 years. That church that started out in a tent is now blossoming under his and his wife Kelly's leadership. I'm thrilled that you get to hear from him today. He's an incredible man of God. He's a great golfer. He's an overseer of this house, 1910 Church. So would you stand on your feet right now? Welcome to the stage, Pastor Randy Good morning, 1910. Man, we are honored to be with you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that welcome. I'll tell you what, man, your church has made us feel incredible today. The, the staff, the team has just been amazing. My wife and I are, are so honored to be here. We love, we love this house. We love your pastors. We love this church. The truth is, is we have just huge respect for 1910. We always have. And I'll tell you, I really do believe with everything inside of me, I believe that, that the future is bright. And I am confident of this, that the best is yet to come. You've had, you've had an incredible history, but God has so much more that he's gonna do in you and through you. I mean, I believe that today. Do you? Come on. Amen. I wanna encourage you today to be praying for Pastor Jason and Angie throughout this summer. In fact, every time you, you think about them, every time you come to church, every time you're driving by, when you drop your kids off at kids or student ministries, I mean, let's, let's pray for our pastors. May let's pray that God would refresh them. May let's pray that God would just give them vision in a bigger and greater way than they've ever had. I'll tell you, we're living in a, in a, in a day and a time when the church of Jesus Christ has to be healthy, strong, full of vision and full of power. And that means this, that our pastors have to be healthy and strong, full of vision and full of power. Man, so let's be praying for our pastors. Man, let's just believe that this is gonna be, they'll, that they'll always look back on, on the summer of 2023. Man, there's no doubt that God's hand is on them, but that there's just been a fresh anointing. Amen. A fresh outpouring on, on, on their life. Let's believe for them. Let's stand in the gap for them in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll tell you, I, I, I love the, the, the series that you're going to be going through for the summer. Live out loud. In fact, I want to encourage you, if you haven't picked up the book Love Does that you're doing also through the summer, I want to encourage you to pick it up. A couple years ago, Kelly and I were on vacation and I was out by the, the, the pool at some hotel and I would just start laughing out loud. And then a couple minutes later, I'd be crying and tearful. It is an incredible, incredible book. Even if you're not a reader, it's, a, it's an easy read and just so, so good. But I think it kind of will stir up that, that live out loud part of us. 
In fact, today I've entitled my message, Living a Standout Life. I wanna live a standout life. A life that, that looks different, a life that, that, that causes people to notice, and a life that, that points them to Jesus. Man, the truth is, I've had some moments that, that, that were not my best moments. I've had some moments where I, I didn't stand out so great. Come on, anybody else? In fact, a number of years ago, gosh, it's probably been, it's probably been 10 years ago, our oldest son was playing high school football and, and we weren't very good. And, and don't you know that when your football team isn't very good, there's a little frustration at every game, right? And I, I remember one game specifically, we were playing Medina Valley. And I don't know what, what happened, but, but, but all of a sudden I noticed that out on the field, we're, we're running a play with only nine players on the field. Now, if you don't know, you're supposed to have 11, all right? Now, hey, listen to this. I, I understand mistakes. I understand when things don't go your way. But I don't understand nine players on the field. <laughs> That's stupid. But, you know, all, all the people in the stands, the parents, you know, we're just, I mean, what can we do? We're just shaking our heads. I mean, it had been a frustrating season. This was, this was par for the course. But then, but then it happened again. And at that moment, my, my, my father instincts kicked in and my, my high school and college football years instincts kicked in and I yelled down to the sidelines, you only got nine players on the field. Well, I wish that that's all I had done. But actually, at the time that I yelled that, I actually marched down the bleachers. So, I mean, I'm, I'm standing out. But it even gets worse than that. It was a hot, sunny day, and I had an umbrella, kind of like this one, covering me and my wife. So now I'm marching down the bleachers, yelling with my purple umbrella in hand, you only got nine players on the field. I look like Mary Poppins. It didn't get any better after that. One of the coaches, one of the assistant coaches, looked up at the bleachers and yelled back to me. He said, you watch, we'll coach. And I'm thinking, man, one of us is doing our job a lot better than the other. I did, I did later apologize to the coaching staff. In fact, at that point, I actually think that the head coach was actually attending our church. And so I, I, I made sure that I apologized and, and got in front of that. But my point is this, man, I've had my times where I did not stand out well. But my prayer for us today is God help us to stand out in a way that is positive that is godly, that causes people to take notice and ultimately points them towards Jesus. Because that, that is the call that is on our life as Christ followers. Because after all, the, the, the hand of God is upon us. The spirit of God is inside of us. 
And in fact, Jesus flat out taught this to live a standout life. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, you can follow along on the screens. Jesus said this. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light that shines for the world to see. You're like a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. People don't light a lamp and put it under a bowl. They light the lamp and they put it on a lampstand. Then the light shines for everyone in the house. Now look at this part. In the same way, you should be a light for other people. Live so that they will see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. What's Jesus encouraging us to do? To live a standout life. So at the beginning of this series and at the beginning of this summer, I, I wanna give us three practical ways that we can live a standout life. Three ways that we can, we can walk out the door today and, and Sunday afternoon and, and Monday morning and Tuesday night and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Man, we can live a life that stands out. If you're a note taker, write this first one down. The first thing I wanna challenge us to do is to stand out in faith. To stand out in beliefs, to stand out in morals and values, to stand out in standards. I'll tell you, I don't think that, that there could be a more appropriate time than what we're facing right now for this to be a message and a point and a challenge for us to live out. Culture and, and society, they're, they're, they're bombarding us, wanting us to shift and change and to go along with their standards, their morals, and, and their values. The, the truth is, is that this is nothing new. This has played out many times throughout history. But what I'm challenging us with today is that We've got to be intentional to push back against it. We've got to be intentional so that we stand strong when culture wants us to bow down. That is, that is the story of, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel chapter 3. These three young men are, are, are being bombarded by culture and society. They, they're, they're being bombarded and, and challenged to, to bow down and to worship a false god that the king has had built. And these young men, they have a decision to make. Are they going to bow down or are they going to stand strong? You and I, we, we, we know the story that these young men, they, they stood strong. And it makes for a great story, but can I remind us today that I think it actually makes for a better example than it does a story? Yeah. That, that it is exactly what we should be doing. And here's the question that I ask. How'd they do it? How'd these young men, how did they stand strong during that time? And I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm confident that they stood strong because they had each other 
and they were anchored to God's word. They, they knew God's word. They knew his teachings. They knew his commands. They knew what, what Exodus 20 had said, that you must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever of anything in the sky above, on the earth below, or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow down to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. God's word was their anchor. And I want to remind us today that if we're going to stand out in faith and stand out in morals and stand out in value and stand out in standards, we've got to anchor ourselves to God's word. We've got to dig our heels in on this point. We've got to dig in our heels in love. We've got to dig in our heels in grace. We've got to dig in our heels in compassion. But we've got to stand firm on God's word. In fact, really, Christianity, Christianity really has its foundation in two things. The, the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the infallible, inerrant word of God. And we're living in a, in a time where, 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 where culture and the church, we don't have a problem with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, but we're struggling with God's word. So I wanna, I wanna affirm a couple things this morning. The, the, the first thing I wanna affirm about God's word is about God's word is right and true. Man, we, we've gotta know that in our knower. That, that's gotta be deep in our hearts. God's word is right and true. Second Timothy says this, it says, every part of scripture is God breathed. You're like, Randy, why, why is it so important to, to affirm that God's word is right and true? I'll tell you, there, there's a couple reasons. The, the first reason it's important to affirm that is because they support each other. God's word supports the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and the life of Jesus affirms God's word. Yeah. They, they go together. But the, but the second reason why this is important is because we live in a time where culture, society, and even the church, we're wanting to pick and choose what we believe. We're wanting to pick and choose what is right. We're wanting to pick and choose what we agree with. And I just want to remind us that that's not how it works. It's either all or nothing. It's either right or it's wrong. It has to be all of it. And we've got to stand firm on that. You say, well, well, but, but, but what about, what about the places where I, where I disagree with God's word? That's where we assume that we're wrong. Oh, it just got really quiet. <laughs> I guess I won't be expecting a, a, a re-invite. That's okay. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. There are things in this word that are super uncomfortable for me. 
And there are things in this word that challenge me and there are things in this word that I don't like. But I didn't get to vote on it. God spoke it. Inspired by the Holy Spirit to mankind for our good. And we've got to dig in our heels in love and grace and compassion that God's word is right and true. Amen. The second thing is we need to know about, about God's word is this, is that God's word is timeless. You say, well, Randy, isn't that the same as saying it's right and true? It probably is, but I think that some of us can say, well, I do believe that God's word is right and true. It was just right and true for 2,000 years ago. And today it's a little old fashioned and today it's irrelevant and today it really doesn't apply to our lives. No, God's word says in, in Psalm 119, your word, Lord, is eternal and it stands firm in the heavens. It is unchanging. It is right and true and it is timeless. And in addition to that, we need to affirm that God's word is good. That it's right and true, it's timeless, but it's good for my life. It's good to lead me, it's good to guide me, to direct me, it's good to, to shape me, it's good to correct me. If it, again, if we go back to that, that passage of scripture in 2 Timothy that says that every part of scripture is God breathed, it goes on and says, and it's useful one way or another for showing us truth, for exposing our rebellion, for correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. 1910, we've got to anchor ourselves to God's word. It is the only way that we will stand firm in faith, stand out in beliefs and standards and morals. Romans chapter 12 says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit right in without even thinking. But instead, fix your attention, anchor yourself to God's word and you'll be changed from the inside out. I mean, that, that, that passage of scripture right there tells us, I man, culture is going to shift. There's going to be a temptation to follow, but God is calling us to anchor ourselves to him so that we are unchanging. We're standing out in faith. So Hebrews says, let us hold unswervingly. I love that, unswervingly to the hope that we profess. And that will be a life that shines bright for Jesus in today's culture, amen? amen. So, so we've gotta stand out in, in faith. That's, that's one practical way for us to live this out. I wanna challenge you with another one. Man, let's stand out in being unoffendable. Ooh, I don't even know if unoffendable is a word, but we're gonna make it a word today, all right? I mean, culture's changing so much. Words are change, changing so much. In fact, I'll, I'll put you to the test. Is this a word or not a word? Irregardless. It is not a word. Regardless. How about this one? Stupider. It is a word. Meaning less intelligent. It is a stupider way of saying stupid. So, you probably have heard this. 
that people are addicted to being offended. Isn't that true? On the road. Come on, where are you guys? Come on, I know. Online. With our family. With our friends. Oh, come on, let's get really real for a minute. At church. In fact, I, I saw something this, this week. It said this. It said, you can go to McDonald's and they can get your order wrong 101 times and you're still going back. All right, pick up your toes here because it, it continues. Pick your toes up. But one thing goes wrong at church and you're ready to quit. Ooh. And what if we stood out in being unoffendable? You know, the truth is, is Jesus said that there would be lots of opportunity to be offended. He actually taught that to his disciples. Luke chapter 17, it says, then he said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offenses should come. Hey, you're going to have an opportunity to be offended. I'm giving you a heads up so that you don't take the bait. So that you don't grab hold of it. So it doesn't become who you are. You say, Randy, is it, is it really that big of a deal? I think it is a big deal. First of all, I think it's a big deal for us personally. If you look at, at God's word in Proverbs 18, it says this, that an offended brother is more resistant than a strong city. And disputes are like the locked gates on a castle tower. As I read that passage of scripture, I had this vision of, of walls being built around us. That when I grab hold of, of offense, my own offenses towards me, or maybe I pick up the offense of somebody else, it's as if walls are being built around me. Walls that are going to damage and hurt my relationships and walls that are gonna damage and hurt my walk with Christ. And so it is a big deal. It's a big deal personally, but I also believe this, that it's a big deal in regards to our witness. That, that when we live offended, man, we, our, our witness is, is limited. Our witness is, is damaged. Our witness is, is nothing like it could be. So is it a big deal? Absolutely, it's a big deal. So what if we lived our lives unoffendable? In fact, look out on the screen at the, at the definition of, of offense. An offense is an annoyance or a resentment brought about by, say this with me, by a perceived insult to or disregard for oneself or one's standards and principles. So it's a perceived insult. In other words, an offense can only be an offense if I let it be an offense. An offense can only be an offense if I grab hold of it. And so God's word is, is actually very clear. To, to not grab hold of offense, but to hold on tightly to grace, to love, to forgiveness. 
In fact, I'll just, I'll, I'll read a couple of scriptures just very quickly, just, just so, so, so that we see the repeated theme. Proverbs chapter 10, love overlooks the wrongs that others do. Man, the offense the, just rolls off. The insult just rolls off. Proverbs chapter 12, when a fool is annoyed, he quickly lets it be known. Smart people, they'll ignore an insult. Proverbs chapter 19 says, a wise man restrains his anger and overlooks insults. And look at this, and this is to his credit. To, to his credit, how? It's to his credit in the ways that I identified that it could hurt us. People who, who let go of insults, who don't grab hold of offenses, it's to their credit in their relationships. Their relationships are gonna be stronger. Their relationships are gonna be better. Their relationships are gonna be healthier. It, it's to their credit in their walk with God. There's gonna be nothing that's coming in between them and their walk with God so that that relationship is gonna be strong and healthy and growing in everything that God intended it to be but it's also to their credit in their witness that the witness is gonna be strong and powerful and, and seen and their, their life is gonna be a stand out life. Different, people are taking notice and it's pointing them to Christ. Let me tell you, if, if we would live our lives unoffendable, let me tell you, people see the insults. People see the, the hurts that come our way. And when they see us respond differently, that's powerful. In fact, there's, there's actually a book entitled Unoffendable. Brant Hansen's the author of it. And I just want to give you just a, a, a quote here from it. He says, so what if, just dreaming out loud here, he says, Christians were known as the people you couldn't offend. We should forfeit our right to be offended, he says. That means forfeiting our right to hold on to anger. When we do this, we're making a sacrifice that's very pleasing to God. It strikes at our very pride because I don't, I don't wanna let the insult roll off. It strikes at my very pride and it forces us to not only think about humility, but it forces us to actually be humble. That's good, isn't it? I don't know about you, but I always, okay, that sounds great, but you got, you got to give me some hows. How do, I, how do I do this? How do I live unoffendable? Again, I think God's word speaks to us. Colossians chapter three says, make allowance. Make allowance for others' faults and forgive anyone who offends you. That's how you do it. Luke chapter six says, love your enemies. Do good. Let's, see, let's say that again. Do good to those who hurt you. Bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. Man, when's, when's the last time that, that, that that's been our response? To, to hurt, to insults, to mistreating. First Peter says, don't repay evil for evil. That's what the world does. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Don't just, don't just fire back. But instead, pay them back with a blessing. Speak positively about them. 
That is what God has called you to do. And he will grant you his blessing. I want to live a standout life. In a world where morals and values and standards keep lowering and lowering, man, I, I, want, to, I want to live a life that's up here. I, I want to live unoffendable. I know offense is coming my way. I wanna, I wanna make allowance. I wanna forgive people. I wanna release people. I wanna bless people. I wanna speak positive people. I want to respond different than what my nature wants to do. Let me tell you, my nature wants to fire back. But God's called us to something higher. God's called us to something greater. God's called us to something different and it's to our credit we will walk in his blessing and his favor and his goodness. Yes. And then there's one other that I want to share with you today. Again, just practical ways that we can, we, we can live this out today. And that's to stand out in generous living. Yeah. I'm not talking about finances. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about generous living with your life. In, in fact, back to the Sermon on the Mount, Right after Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world, so let your light shine. He goes on and says this, be generous with your lives by opening up to others, by, by living generous towards others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. Why? Because generosity stands out. Kindness stands out. Love stands out, affirming words stand out, helping stands out, caring stands out, serving stands out. In a, in a, in a world, in a culture that's all about me, let me tell you, generous living stands out. Why are you so generous? And I'm so thankful for the goodness of God in my life. I just, and I, I, wanna, I wanna be good to others. Galatians chapter five, verse six says, the only thing that counts, say the only thing, the only thing that counts is faith, my, my Christianity, my God relationship, expressing itself through love. The, the, the wording's significant there. It's not one of the things that counts. It's not one of the important things. It is, hey, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Faith expressing itself through generous living. Others focused, others minded. In fact, Matthew chapter 23 from the message par paraphrase says this, do you want to stand out? You want to live a standout life? Be a servant. Yeah. 
I want to live a life that's, that's marked by love, that, that's known for love. I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the points I've shared with you today, I don't think any of the three come easy for me. But I'm committed to being intentional because it matters. If I could have the, the, the lights brought down in the room, one of my favorite sayings in probably in recent months, recent years, is that light shines brightest in the darkness. I believe that. that that's why when, when, when we see the, the, the world so quickly shifting and, and changing, hey, we don't have to fear. We, we don't have to be worried because light shines brightest in the darkness. Hold on though. But we gotta make sure the light's on. Light does shine brightest in the darkness. But we've got to turn our faith on in order for it to be bright, in order for, for people to take notice. I've, I've got to be intentional. I'm going to live my life according to God's word, not culture, not society, not what's popular, not what everybody else is doing, but what God's word says is best for my life. I, I've, got to, I've, I've got to turn the light on. Not only going to live out my, my faith that way, but I'm going to live unoffendable. Offense is going to come. Offense is going to happen, but I'm going to let it roll off. I'm going to make allowance. I am going to forgive. I am going to love. I am going to let go. It's not easy. It's not what I want to do, but it's the only way that the light shines bright in the darkness. And I'm gonna stand out in generous living. Here, here's the thing, I said, I don't, I don't do these things well on my own. The only way that I can stand out in faith, stand out in being unoffendable, stand out in generous living is I've gotta stay filled up. It is through the overflow of my walk with God that my faith stands out. It's the overflow of my walk with God that I am unoffendable. It's the overflow of my love with God that I am generous with my life. And so here's the challenge. We're, we're rolling into the summer. And I'll tell you what, what the summer means a little bit looser schedules, right? Maybe we don't have to get up as early. We're not having to get the kids ready out for the bus stop to go to school. We're not having to, to, to pack lunches. The, the schedule is just a little bit different. Oftentimes, we, 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 we pull back in the spiritual as well. But my challenge for us today is that while the schedule is a little bit more lax, Let's use that as an opportunity to lean into the things of God. 
So now I've got a, a little bit extra time in the morning for my devotion reading. And I've got a little bit extra time in, 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 in the morning to, to talk to God and to listen to God. The, the, the schedule's a little bit lighter, so you know it's a little bit, you know what, I can be at church throughout the summer. I, I, I can get my kids to kids ministry and student ministry. We're going to lean in as a family, why? Because it is the only way we can stand out. Light does shine brightest in the darkness. But we've got to be intentional to make sure that there's light flowing from this life. Let's stand out. People will take notice. People will see it. And best of all, man, it will point them to Jesus. And lives will be changed for all eternity. You received that today? Yeah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Stand with me and allow me to just pray today's message over us. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for your word that leads us, that guides us, that directs us. So God, I, I, I pray over all of us. God, help us to live a standout life. God, let, let Matthew chapter five, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Live your life shining. God, let that be who we are in Jesus' name. The truth is, God, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own ability. We can't do it in our own power but we can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit as you overflow from our lives. So God, help us to be people who stand out in faith and morals and standards and values. And, and in a time when, when, when culture is shifting, culture is changing, culture wants us to bow and bend. But God, I pray that we would stand strong, that we would dig our heels in, in love, in grace, in compassion, but that we would be anchored to your word. God, help us to stand out in being unoffendable. That, that that's so contrary to our natural instincts and responses. But God, I pray that it would be the kingdom response that we make allowances for offenses. We make allowances for insults. We make allowances for hurts. And we quickly forgive and release and bless people. God, help us to stand out in generous living. God, even as we, as we leave here and, and go to lunch and go throughout our day and throughout our week, God, I pray that, that it would just be at the forefront of our mind, generous living, generous living. Generous living stands out. Love stands out. Affirming words stands out. Serving stands out. Helping stands out. Encouraging stands out. God, help us to live our lives this way. Not so that we can be made famous, but so that you can be made famous. 
so that people are pointed to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you, we honor you. And it's in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the strong son of God that we pray today. And together, everybody said, amen. Come on, come on, 1910. Let's, let's sing this song one more time. Come on, we're gonna build our lives on Jesus Christ. We're gonna build our lives on his teachings, on who he is, his character and his nature. Come on, let's sing it out.